This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi. Today, we're swimming off to the coast for the 42nd Annual Biloxi Seafood Festival on September 9th with LaWanda Jones, Director of the Biloxi Chamber of Commerce. Then we're antiquing at the Mississippi Antique Showcase, October 13th through the 14th in Gulfport with MPB Foundation Executive Director Angela Crossley-Faraz before a last stop in Belmont to check out the 47th annual Bear Creek Arts and Crafts Festival and Car Show September 9th with Alderman Brandon Parr. Plus, we'll check out what's happening around your neck of the woods. It's another Friday, everybody, and I am so excited. Before we hit the pavement, let me welcome my traveling partners, Java Chapman. Hello. On the ones and twos and threes and fours and fives and sixes, because there's a lot of dials back there. And Kamel <laughs> King. <laughs> got you all in check. I know. We got everybody in check today. How's y'all's week been, guys? I think this week has gone by kind of fast or something. Maybe it's these cool temperatures, maybe. Yeah. But um, we got to Friday kind of quickly, so yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, oh, no, it was, I, I know. That's right. It was a four-day week, because was, we were off on Labor Day. Is oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it went by fast. There we go. Oh, okay. what did y'all do? Look, we don't even know where we're at anymore. Ah. <laughs> what did y'all do for Labor Day? Java, you first. Uh, let's see. What did I do for Labor Day? A lot of snoozing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good stuff. Right. Did anybody cook? Kamel? Uh, <laughs> Dear? My, dad, my, my dad cooked. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he cooked, but... Uh, I took a quick little run to uh, New Orleans for uh, a quick second just to get a little relaxation. Come on now. And came on back. You know, sometimes you just got to go and eat and come on back. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. It's look, this has been a blessed couple of months, but a hard couple of months. You know, I've been recovering from uh, spinal surgery. Right. Uh, So that has been, you know, so I just said, you know, it's it's just time for us to take a little treat. That's it. A a little turnaround. A A siesta. siesta. A siesta. A A little vacation. Well, that sounds awesome. We're going to take a little um, vacation or a siesta today on the show. Wait a minute, Jermaine. What did you do for Labor Day? Yeah. I I don't remember. You don't remember. I just remembered that we had Labor Day off, Java. Wow. (laughs) That's that's when you know you're working a little too hard. Exactly. Working a little too hard. I did not barbecue. At, even though people wanted me to. You know, you showed me clips and pictures of, I did. of, of, my barbecue. of your barbecue <laughs> meats. And I said, and it looked, you know, glazed over, well done. And I, like did not, I, like I didn't it. put a filter on it. I didn't even put a filter, Instagram filter or anything. That's great. That was unfiltered. Don't trick us. Barbecued meat. <laughs> Jermaine with the hidden talents. <laughs> Loki, uh, all them hot, do- all them hot dogs in, in, in right, hamburgers. Right. Okay. I've got I've got one tip that I use though to okay. keep the smoke out of my, the smoke smell out of my hair. Mm. I wear my my bonnet, the one that I wear at night. I barbecue. I, I grill out in my bonnet. 
Are you doing that in the backyard or in the mm-hmm. front yard? Because if it's in the front yard, I am not I a will act like I don't know you. Oh, okay? yes, yes. <laughs> so Java, I'm going to pass right by. She's <laughs> going to see like it's that. me in the car. Don't you I'm act not like even going to wave. Don't you act like that. Okay? It's front yard action. <laughs> front yard action. No. Everybody's got to know that I'm the one doing it and slaying. Jeez. Front yard action. I've had neighbors come out of their home Are and ask me what it was that I was cooking. Wow. And I said, oh, it's just some shish kebabs. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, what is that on your head? It's just my bonnet. (laughs) Now watch this transition. Do you put any seafood on the grill? Oh, now that's another level of grilling. I have not yet seafooded the grill. I have vegetabled and fruited the grill. Wow, fruited. Fruited it. But I have Hmm. not seafooded it. You got to get that salmon on the grill, that smoked salmon on the grill. With the wood wood plank. Is that how you do it over there, Jaffer? I do a little something. Come on, Jaffer. Okay with the wood planking in it. Yeah. All right. Wow. We got to get together. Do a little um, siesta. You know Java don't invite nobody over to his mansion. (laughs) Can't even get through the gate. Well, y'all can come to my little shack. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there. We're going to have some fun, though, today. Speaking of seafood, Java. Oh, you're so on the money with everything. (laughs) And to tell us about the 42nd annual Biloxi Seafood Festival happening September 9th from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. on the Biloxi Town Green is director of the Biloxi Chamber of Commerce, LaWanda Jones. LaWanda, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi and bring on that seafood. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. How much um, seafood do you eat during the festival? Mm. (laughs) Um, I I try to manage that because I'm busy running around majority of the time, but, man, you can't beat those crabs and some of that boiled shrimp. It's absolutely amazing. I was going to ask you what was your top pick, and crab is my top pick, but lobster? Lobster kind of trumps crab for me. Can't beat it. How do you feel about that, LaWanda? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could discuss that. We could discuss that. Right, right, right. Well, congratulations on this year's annual Biloxi Seafood Festival happening um, on the Biloxi Town Green. How has planning been going for you? Uh, it's been pretty smooth because this is a pretty much a well-oiled machine. I see. I'm actually mm. talking to y'all from the Biloxi Town Green because we are starting the setup process that we can be ready to go for everybody bright and early tomorrow morning. Yes, Uh, indeed. That's awesome. Well, I tell you, you know, being the director of the Chamber of Commerce is a big position for a city like Biloxi because you guys just have it all. You've got the casinos, you've got the uh, tourist attraction, the water, uh, so many festivals and events. Talk about your position. How did you get there? And, and, uh, you know, what's so special about Biloxi, why it always has a year round draw? Um, Well, my story is actually full circle when it comes to being a part of the Bilecki Chamber. I actually started off as a volunteer at the Seafood Festival back in 2012. And then in 2014, I got onto the board of directors um, and so did that for several years. And then full circle, um, opportunity presented itself and I'm the actual director. And it has been an amazing journey uh, because a lot of people... Uh, helped me to get there and were mentoring me, not even knowing they were doing it, but I was mm-hmm. paying attention and being observant. And I mean, City of Biloxi is just, it's bustling. Like, there is something for everybody here from jazz to rock. And like you said, we have the casinos, we have street fairs, 
And of course, we have one of the best Mardi Gras in South Mississippi. Um, you just can't beat it. And the community is just embracing and loving. And it's just, it really is a melting pot of gumbo right here in the city of Biloxi. Yes, indeed. That's awesome. That is awesome. Talk about maybe your history. Did you grow up in Biloxi, Luanda? I did not. I'm actually a military brat. Me too. Um, but I was here, right, in military. <laughs> so we were here briefly, and I decided to come early. So I was born at Keesler Air Force Base. Okay. Um, and then we left. That counts. Um, that counts. Yes. You, you, yes. That does count. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like it's full circle. My dad decided when he retired he wanted to come back to Mississippi like a lot of the military people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Can that- you, Listen, can you tell, I mean, as, a, as the director <laughs> of the Chamber of Commerce, you should be able to teach me. How to eat crawfish? Because I tell you, I they, they just become. But wait, they listen. They just become a mesh of shell and meat in my hand, and La- I am embarrassed, Lawanda, and I can't do it. Lawanda, there is a there is a debate in my house about if crawfish are even considered seafood. Please, do they come out of the sea? No, they're mud bugs. No, see, they that's, are. that's as much as I know. Bugs. They are called mud bugs. I think there's a lot of people would debate that. I debate it every day because I'm like, even though it looks like it has a shell and it looks like a right. little bitty lobster. Uh huh. But wait a minute. If you're eating catfish, right? You're saying I'm eating right. some seafood. Cat- or no? Yes. No, you eating pot. You eating lake food. Cat- lake food. Pond food. Pond food. <laughs> <laughs> We are getting way in the weeds here, Luanda. Luanda okay, go ahead and let us know, one, is there crawfish at the seafood festival? <laughs> there, there will be some crawfish here at the seafood festival. Traders, they are traders, those crawfish. No. They are. There are some vendors that actually have some great dishes that have crawfish in it. Um, so, yes, but, yeah, there will be some crawfish, and then you'll have some shrimp, and then y'all can have a debate. Um, <laughs> Right, right. Oh, God. So funny, so funny. Okay, so Luana, I'm seeing that this year's event is a one-day-only event. Were any of the past events more than one day? Yes, so the event typically had been a two-day event. Um, So it would be Saturday and Sunday. Um, And we used to have, like, a gumbo championship on Sunday, um, which kind of gave a draw. But with times and COVID and everything has changed so much and people's time is so limited. Um, and this event is so important to the chamber because it's the one way we raise funds to give back small business grants awesome. to the small wow. businesses here. There you go. Um, so a lot of people think that this is just revenue money that we're doing. No, we literally do this event to give grants to make sure these small businesses here in our community can survive. Mm-hmm. That is um, awesome. So we've had to streamline it, but we've put a whole lot of event activity and great music into one day, making it where you can come hang out with your family. There's plenty of food and drink you can purchase and sit all day and listen to some great entertainment that we have all kinds of genre of music. So it's just a really fun full day. Luanda, I'm glad you talked about the purpose and how, you know, income is directed right back into the community. Uh, with this being the 42nd, I know you've got uh, annual. I know you guys have been able to track kind of the economic impact uh, of this. And as far as tourism and things like that, talk about what it does for the city of Biloxi, uh, uh, in, you know, economically. 
I mean, alone, because not only do we have a lot of local vendors that participate, we have vendors that come all the way from Florida and Texas. Mm. And when they come in, they are utilizing our hotels. They eat at our restaurants. They're using our RV parks, which is bringing in revenue and economy to the city. Um, And on top of that, we have on a really great season, we can have over 8,000 people Mm. that walk through this festival. So that's them in not maybe knowing they're actually pouring into the city. And then we turn around and like this past year, thanks to great support of this event, as well as our other community partners, we put back over a little over $20,000 in grants into small businesses Mm -hmm. so that they could do marketing or they could buy new equipment because it's all about keeping our city's economic strength and looking for new development and showing we're here and you have the support because um, we weren't in the last small business means a lot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. The give back is why they've they're, they're now on their 42nd annual. That's right. That's right. why, because the community has, has literally banded around you all because you all have banded around them. Yeah. And that's, yep. that's pretty Made awesome. It a circle. Made it a whole circle. Yep. Talk a little bit about the seafood heritage in the city. I want to know, is there, I know there's history because you're literally at the sea, um, but how how, <laughs> pr- how proud is everybody about the heritage in the city of Biloxi of seafood? Oh, it's ingrained. Like the city of Biloxi <laughs> was raised. Like that is how <laughs> this city was developed. Was on the seafood industry um, way before there were all the casinos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the water used to come all the way up to the Beauvoir. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like it was a complete port town. Um, so it is the foundation. It is our culture. Um, and no matter what we do, what happens, it will forever be seafood industry is this culture. Right. It yeah. will always be around. If we don't have it at a museum and a restaurant, it's going to forever be here come some sort of way because it's who we are. Right. And I will not, by any circumstance, eat a burger when I come to yeah. Biloxi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we have some great burgers, but man, there's seafood. Yeah. Like, there's too many options of all kinds of seafood um, that it's like, you have to, like, really don't come here for a burger. You got to get the seafood. Of course. Yeah, because Javin, the iconic words of the legendary poet, Chad Butler, <laughs> I ate so many shrimp, I got I, 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 I poisoning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please, everybody, do not eat that many shrimp. Don't eat that many shrimp. <laughs> No, it is not a good idea. But I love how you called that man by his full government name. There you go. Um, But yeah, so I want to get back to the festival itself. Live entertainment, arts and crafts, kid activities. Tell everybody about what they can expect. Oh, my gosh. The gates are going to open up at 9 a.m. There's only a $5 entry fee. Uh, Each vendor does have their own pricing. Um, We do have uh, lots of different beverages and the entertainment, which we're very excited about because we have a nice mix of different music. So we'll get a little soul and R&B with Simone French, um, and then we'll rock it out a little bit with Hip Pocket, and then we'll give our country fans a little Ty Taylor and the Kinfolk. Um, And then we have a new band, Network, the Network, who has really taken off that kind of bring you a little bit of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and then we're going to round it out with Unsafe Show and Band, which bring the fire every single time with a great show. Um, And then the kids will have cornhole for the kids. We have the bungee jump. There will be a swing. 
face painter, so it really is an event that you can come and hang out all day with the kids and have a great time. Right, mm-hmm. and here's the great part about bringing your kids. If they're under 12, Luana, what are they? Double cost. No, (laughs) double cost. Well, no, he may be right because once they get in here and see everything, they're going to want to buy Buy stuff. stuff. Once they start running around, you're going to want to charge them twice. (laughs) Right. Save at the door, spin inside. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Talk about the entry fee, though, um, and where everybody can go to get um, more information about it. So you can go to the mscoastchamber.com website. Um, to get more information about the festival, but it is a $5 entry fee. There will be two entry gates, one off of Lemieux Street and one off of Main Street at that beautiful uh, Biloxi Arch that comes right into the Biloxi Town Green. Um, and like I said, once you, you get in, uh, you get a plethora of stuff you can choose from. They each have their own pricing. Um, there's no outside food or beverages. Um, definitely you can bring your chairs so you can hang out in maybe a small umbrella um, and come and just have a great time. Right. That's right. And then you can look official because you all will have official T-shirts, posters, koozies, and visors and all. So, Lawanda. Yes. It's it's a true event. And I love the fact that you came on to let us know more yes. about the 42nd Annual Biloxi Seafood Festival. And just thank you for your time and energy. You are the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King. And we are back on Next Stop Mississippi. We have some guests in-house, and I want to go ahead and introduce them. Introduce these powerful (laughs) ladies. Women. (laughs) We have got some guests in-house. I have got the MPB's Foundation Executive Director, Angela crossley Faraz. And if you don't know, she is the hero among heroes here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Businesswoman of the Year, She makes it happen. She's still wearing her tiara from that that title. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. She has no tiara on, everybody. <laughs> Say hey, Angela. Good morning, everyone. I'm thankful to be here with my partners in crime. Right. Mm. And so go ahead and introduce the partner in crime that you brought along with you, Angela, or let her introduce herself. Lisa <laughs> hey, Lancaster. Good morning, good morning. This is Lisa Lancaster. I'm the director of programs and membership. Well, I'm so okay, glad. LL. LL. In the house. LL is here. LL is here. So we are here to talk about all about antiquing have you ever antiqued um before Kamel? personally i don't i'm not into antique um furniture but i'd love buying antique jewelry i do love Ooh, uh, estate sales cool. and i collect i do collect antique jewelry okay okay uh, so you go to estate sales to get those not an oh, actual yeah, antique yeah. place uh, and i mean i just stop anywhere that i think i can find because you got to diversify, you know. <laughs> you, you put those things away for a rainy day. Jermaine, so that silly. sounds like the most expensive hobby I've ever heard. And oh, geez. I buy antique jewelry. jewelry. Hey. It's really not. It's Jana. really not. Look at really, Angela. She knows. Angela and I, I find steals, right? That's correct. Yes. I love estate sales. people don't know what they have. Exactly. And then you get it, and it, you don't pay as yes. much as it's worth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it's an like investment piece. Like these guests piece. that are going to come to our antique show. Right, right. right. How, I mean, (laughs) you see it on TV and you know that they're excited, but how excited do they look in person when they're, oh my gosh, these people are getting, when they get appraised? (laughs) It's a, it's a great thing. So much fun. And this will be our third 
um, Mississippi Antique Showcase, and we are so excited to be going to the coast. Right, right. So the second one was here. The first no, one, no, was the first, first one was here. The first the one, second one was in Columbus. Columbus oh, okay, in April. okay, okay, in Columbus in April, and then now we're on the Gulf Coast for this one. That's correct. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. That is so awesome. Okay, talk about the planning behind all of it. How tired are you now, Angela? Oh my God. <laughs> so much now, but um, I will say that um, the foundation staff does a great job with planning this. Um, just the just the schedule for the TV filming, two sets um, at the event, and uh, they do all that schedule because when I look at it, my head explodes, mm. so I stay out of that <laughs> part of it, but um, I do the fun stuff, like getting the appraisers and planning the Ooh, food yes. oh, and, and stuff like that. that. Yeah, I yeah. get the fun stuff. Yeah. So, but it's it's great. It's a bargain, and um, if I just want to say, if you haven't been to one of these, you need to do it at least once. At least once. Yeah. We have people yeah. that come yeah. back there. We have people that have bought tickets, and they've been to every one. So it's just so much fun. Just the atmosphere is fun. We always make sure there's good food and drink. Mm-hmm. And, yes. um, and and it's on the coast, for yes. goodness sakes. Exactly. So yes. It's a bargain. A $100 ticket. And we've got some great appraisers. We have some new ones coming this time as well. And um, they know what they're doing. Uh, they sell all over. And I know at least one of them is sales internationally right. all the time. So, so many, many years of experience. So you can get a really good appraiser, appraisal. So if you have something yeah. at your house you've just wondered yes. about, yes. it's worth it to get a ticket mm-hmm. and come. You'll have fun. You eat, drink, meet other people, yeah. and you might be on a television show, which they started airing last night, I'm just going yes. to say. That's what I was going to say. Right. So, like, you you get the ticket. You are appraised. You're possibly going to be on the TV show. You not only get to eat, but you also get beautiful libations. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> of course you just get the experience of being able to network with other people who are antiquers like you are or who have um, I guess interesting antiques that they've brought um, I know when I had worked the event that we had here, the first one, I was just intrigued by everybody just bringing their stuff up to me and showing me what they had. Yeah. And you know, my friend, Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda had that thing and she just told me the whole story, came back after they appraised it and was just as excited as can be. I love how you said she had that thing. She had that, <laughs> that thing. thing. It, was a, it was a box. It was, <laughs> it was, a, it was a music, music box, box, but it also held pictures in it. Yeah. Wow. It was worth like ten, twenty thousand, dollars you got it at the house, Camille. <laughs> that was worth a hundred dollar ticket right there. <laughs> right. Find that out. Not only that, she got it from an ex and he just gave it to her. Yeah. Oh, some random haphazardly thing. fell on yeah. it. That's, right. that's yeah. one in the bread basket for him. Right. Boom. right. Twenty thousand yeah. dollars appraisal for that box. That it's sold. Right. So, so right. when you get appraised after you leave the event, you're able to possibly go and sell your item, correct? You can, and um, uh, most of the people that appraise, if you want to work out something with the appraiser afterwards, I think they're most of them are happy to do that. Or you can put it online. Or so many times we find out that these are family; these mean something to people. Mm-hmm. They just want to know how much it's worth, but 
they're not really interested in selling it. Right. But uh, some people are. So both ways, you at least you know, and also you can find out if you need to add to your insurance that's for exactly it because right. yes. that's important. Very so important. a lot of people have found out they need to up their insurance coverage. So after it's just left. one benefit after another. It's right. just win, 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 win. Right. Talk about the membership benefit of being involved in the Mississippi Antique Showcase. You know, Jermaine, that is such a good point, and I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, when you purchase a ticket to our event, um, you receive a membership in the MPB Foundation, which That's awesome. That's which great. entitles you to Passport, which is uh, Lisa Mike can Passport is like Netflix for the PBS. beautiful. I know. Wow. I've got Passport's it. I've got it. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and man. with that membership, you get. I mean, it's. All you have to do is give $5 a month or mm-hmm. $60 a year normally, mm-hmm. but with this ticket, since it's $100, it's giving you the whole year membership, and you get part of that passport for a year, too. Yeah. Plus the fine-tuning. You get emails from us that update you on all of the future events that we're having, so you can sign up for them first. So, yeah, lots of good yeah. stuff. Well, Lisa, awesome. I've been here a few years now, and uh, I've never gotten a passcode into passport. The so passcode. We're, oh, we're going to need to talk offline. We will talk. Okay. <laughs> Don't give them your password. Don't give them your, your pass password. For the password yeah. for passport. He's, he's Thank a you. password to passport. Don't do that. That's what he's asking for, I think. We're, we're talking. Passport, you passport is amazing. I mean, it is amazing. the best streaming service ever. Wow. It is amazing. So if you don't have access to that, you need to you need to give us a call. Right. That's right. If, if you ever were into any MPB shows, um, finding your roots or any of the cooking shows or anything, you can literally go on Passport and pull those shows up and watch them at your leisure. Yeah. Um, so I love Passport. Got it for my mom. Really use it for myself. Um, but yeah, I love the Passport and the member benefits and that fine tuning coming to my house every every month. Mm-hmm. I love that because it helps helps keep me in tune Mm -hmm. with what's going on here at MPB, whether it's our radio shows or whether it's our television shows or whether it's events or initiatives that we've got going on. It's all packed into that fine-tuning magazine. Nice. You get it for a whole year. So that's pretty awesome. That is so awesome. I love it. Okay. Where is the Antique Showcase going to be and when and just the whole nine? Okay. So since we're on the coast, we decided to make this a two-day event. And the others have been just one day so it will be friday october 13 okay. from 3 p.m until 8 p.m and then on saturday october 14th from 10 a.m to 4 p.m okay so you've got an option and if you go to the if you want to go online you can uh choose your time day, day and, and time, time mm-hmm. so that you'll kind of know and it works best with your schedule mm-hmm. so you can go online at mpbfoundation.org, and it's right there, buy tickets, or MPB, uh, did I say foundation.org? You can go to mpbonline.org mm-hmm. and purchase your tickets, or you can phone one eight four four eight seven four six eight seven four, and one of our great operators will help you get your tickets to this event which will be at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Hospitality Center in Biloxi. 
Okay. And that's at 420 Dubai's Road um, down there. So make sure y'all go down there for that. But if you wanted to get more information, they can go online to the foundation or mpbonline.org and be able to get that info. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's Our phone us will give you all the details that you want to know. So if you have any questions, you can also phone us here. Okay. Tickets are limited you do not want to delay on this because you've got something that's worth $20,000. You need house. to find out. <laughs> I'm just going to get a big bag. Uh, no, don't be bringing it in there in a trash bag and stuff like that. You got <laughs> a $20,000 heirloom a and you're going to bring it in a, a you know? dollar tree. <laughs> don't do that. Do not How did do you that. know? Well, Angela and Lisa, do y'all want to hang out for a quick second with us to go through some what's happening events around everybody else's neck of the woods? Sure. Of yes. Okay. Hang out. So talking about drinking. Um, <laughs> Were we? <laughs> did we? Were we? Were we? Earlier. Well, I mean, she opened it. Thinking about that. Was that the topic of discussion? No, it was not. But it, it, we did tap on that in the beginning. What a wonderful segue. <laughs> Thanks. I tried my best. Thanks. Um, they are doing the Sunday screening one pint at a time. Wow. That's going yeah. to be at um, the two Mississippi museums. Yep. That's a pretty awesome event. It's going to be Sunday at 2 p.m. And the film aims to dispel the notion that craft beer and breweries are simply an aspect of white European culture. And to tell the story, film director Aaron Hose filmed black brewers across the United States striving for a more inclusive craft beer culture. There will be a Q&A with Hose following the screening and beer sales of course will be happening at this event. Um, (laughs) But it's an awesome learning event about craft breweries and craft beer. Again, that Sunday screening one pint at a time at the two Mississippi museums, 2 p.m. If you want more information, you can um, go onto our online events calendar. All right. Grammy Museum Mississippi Family Day is happening this Sunday, September the 10th. Um, through Monday the 11th. That'll start at 12 p.m. on September the 10th. They are doing the screening. I don't know if you were here for that show, but Far East, Deep South. We had the directors on. I don't think Java was here. I think it was me and Jay on that show. Okay. But Far East Deep South followed by Q&A with producers Baldwin Chu and Larissa Lamb. Admission is free and the event is sponsored in part by the Mississippi Arts Commission Delta Arts Alliance um, and the Asian American Foundation as well and more. But again, that's Grammy Museum Mississippi Family Day 2023 starting Sunday, September the 10th through the 11th. Love the museum. Okay, this is a cool event. I like this event, and that's why I pulled it up. One book, one pass, cigar chat, book discussion. Ooh, that was a what? lot of... Wait a minute. That was a mesh up right there. Should I say, huh? I got stuck at cigar. Cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Did you say cigars and <laughs> And wine? Did you mention wine? Right. I heard wine, like you too. cigars and I children's books wine, all Angela. Book. Yeah. I heard wine, I heard Angela. Book. Okay, so this is the one book. One Pass Cigar Chat Book Discussion <laughs> at Pass Cigars in Pass Christian, Mississippi. This is a men-only cigar chat. Talk about some books. Come on, man. Look, I knew Kamel was yes. going to like that. So they will be talking about books. There is several books that they'll be engaging in, and they're going to, um, they're encourage, encouraging the community to read the book and engage in the book discussion, panel discussions, documentary screenings, and other programs that will be happening on Wednesday, September the 10th. 
7th, um, 7 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. So this is awesome. No, don't be in there just talking about football. The men-only book. <laughs> you got to talk about books. Uh, Jermaine, I'm Tom going Sawyer. To, Jermaine, I'm going to suggest we have a women's-only wine club to, uh, with um, cigars and books. Or yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crash it. it. I'm going to name it. Hold on. Let me think. The one wine, one gossip chat. <laughs> no. So the the men only cigar book discussion is free and all men are welcome to attend. Light refreshments are served and beer and cigars are available. So if you want more information about that, that's on our calendar as well. I love little needy. I'm going to show up with the golden fleece. I th- I'm coming with you. I know that's right. Let's go. <laughs> Jermaine, can I bring up that Felder Rushing is going to be in Columbus at the Farmer's Market on September 23rd going at to be 10 everywhere. o'clock? Oh, okay. Well, he's this is one be. of the places he's <laughs> well, going to yes, be. yes, you can. You can bring that up, Angela. Thank you. So he's going to be there. And Java, where else is he going to be tomorrow? At oh, the two misses, I mean, no, tomorrow's no. going to be at the Ag, Ag Museum. Museum. That he's got a full schedule for their fortieth anniversary. For their fortieth anniversary, so if y'all want to catch Felder, say that event again, Angela. So Saturday, September twenty third at ten a.m. at the Columbus Farmers Market. So anyone in the Golden Triangle or anywhere else, come on over and join us. He's going to back the truck up and. We got the sound system. We never know what Felder's going to talk about, but we know it will be awesome. But we know it will be good. So join us. Check out Felder for that event. Okay, and then finally, Voices of Mississippi, Wednesday, September the 13th. It combines blues, folk, gospel music, and spoken word storytelling to paint a powerful portrait of the state's contribution to American culture. The event features live musical performance. It was coming. It was coming out. The event features. (laughs) live musical performances integrated with the film audio recordings and archival photographs all combining to tell a uniquely Mississippi story so feature performers include two time Grammy award winning and blues hall of fame legend guess you know guess Bobby Rush. Oh, yeah, I knew yeah. you were going to be able to do it. We love Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, you win, Kamel. You win. Um, also, Charday Thomas of the Rising Star Fife and That's Drum Band. Friend. You know Charday? Oh, yeah. You know everybody. Charday is awesome. Um, Luther and Cody Dickinson of the three-time oh, Grammy awesome. Award-winning, um, award-nominated North Mississippi, Mississippi All-Stars. All-Stars. Yep. And Voices of Mississippi is based on the Grammy Award-winning film, book, and music compilation set by Dr. William Ferris, founder of the Center for the study of Southern culture at the University of Mississippi, also the former chairman of the National Empowerment for the Humanities in Washington, D.C., and the 2022 recipient of the MCJ Pathfinder Award. Um, Dr. Ferris will emcee the live event. So if you want more information about that, you can go um, to Dr. our... Dr. Ferris is awesome. And, and what people don't know, Dr. Ferris has his own uh, Mississippi Blues Trail marker also. You know everything. I do not. I just work. Your for brain it. just cracks open. And you're like, mm, here's a fact. I mean, it is kind of his wheelhouse. I know, <laughs> but he, he has so much in there, and then he just cracks it open and it's like, I'm just a little crazy. There it goes. No, you're not. No, well, you're you not. deliver just, it in a wonderfully well, unique way. Thank you so much. He's so smart. 
He's so smart. That may, look, you may be saying, you really say it in like a crazy way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know everybody, Kamel, oh, no. all the time. No. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my favorite traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Kamel is a professional traveler. I, 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 I guess so. Yes, you are. <laughs> You are a professional the, traveler. We are spreading the great news of Mississippi. Have you ever been to Belmont? No. Me either. No, I've never been to Belmont. And that's why we're about to go. Let's go. Right now. Boom. <laughs> 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 and here to tell us about the 47th annual Bear Creek Arts and Crafts Festival and Car Show in Belmont on September the 9th is Belmont Alderman Brandon Parr. Brandon, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Yeah, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning to you. How has the planning been going? Are you tired yet for this 47th event? <laughs> uh, you, you know, you get really tired, but at the same time, when you when you see the uh, when you see the fruits of the labor when it's over with and see everyone out enjoying it and having fun, then it, you know it makes it all worthwhile. Right, Brandon. Right. When? How long have you been with this event, Brandon, as alderman? I honestly don't know how many years, but I remember as as a child, oh. my dad, my dad, as well as uh, uh, two other gentlemen in our community, actually started the original car show. Wow. Before oh the man! Long. So I didn't really realize all that until I started doing some research. But as a kid, I would go help get ready for the car show, and so you remember those things as you come through. And then now being you know, in city leadership and just getting involved with different things. You just, you want to see things continue. You want to just, you know, see them prosper because you want the other, the rest of the community and the kids that come up throughout the community to get to enjoy the same things you did. So it's very important to me as well as, you know, we've we've got a whole group of people that, you know, make sure this goes off without a hitch. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not a one man job at all and uh, couldn't do it without the rest of them. Two questions for you, uh, Brandon. Uh, number one, are you a car guy, and was your was your father a car guy? I, I definitely would like to know that about you personally. And then two, talk about, with this being the 47th annual, what it does for the community of Belmont. Yeah, so actually my dad is a car guy. That's how the car show started. There were three car guys that you know had antique cars, and that was something that they, they were passionate about. And then the festival came on later with a, a lady by the name of Betty Dickinson that kind of kicked that off for us. And she, you know, was a business owner and business entrepreneur in, within the community and then passed on throughout that. Uh, but, yeah, what it does for the community, you know, it just brings everyone out. It allows them to have fun. You know, I say that th- even though this is a festival, park and recreation is the backbone of your community. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if children and families are not enjoying where they live, uh, it, it doesn't matter. So if you don't have good schools and you don't have good park and recreation or activities going on, uh, that, that, you know, your, your community is just not strong. So fortunately for us, we have wonderful schools. We have uh, great park and recreation. And what goes along with that, with park and recreation, is, is having events. And, of course, this is our big one each year. And, uh, you know, just seeing the community come out, you know, it don't really generate a lot of revenue for the community. But hopefully when they're here, they eat in one of our restaurants while they're here. Awesome. Uh, they see something they didn't realize was here, and then they come back. You know, uh, we're, we're kind of hidden. You know, we don't have a – we have a main highway that comes through Belmont, but, like, you don't have to travel through here to get anywhere. You can take, you know, somewhere around it. You know, we kind of got bypassed. So when people come here and they come to the event, 
uh, you know, they may see something they want to come back for. And that's, we, we just want to showcase what we have and, uh, you know, make sure that people enjoy their time while they're here. Right. Talk a little bit about, one, your time coming up in the city of Belmont as a kid, how much fun that you had and what your experience was, and a little bit more about Belmont. I mean, I, I know you said the one highway once runs through, but where is the heart at and, and where did you kind of find your heart in the city? Yeah, so coming up as a kid the night before the, the Bear Creek Festival and car show, uh, I, I didn't really sleep a whole lot. You were so excited about <laughs> it. Uh, and you basically run around town all day long. You know, luckily it's still a, it is a safe community and, and kids can run and enjoy it. And I mean, we, we block off several city blocks and, and children can just run and have a good time. So, you know, that's really what it's all about. And just remembering, you know, the times that you had. Uh, spending those times at the festival. I want my kids and their kids and the kids in the community to be able to enjoy those same things. So yeah. you know, uh, Belmont's a very small community of, of just a little over 2,000 people. But what we're made up of, you know, that that's just the city limits. There's a lot of people that call Belmont home that live in what we call the outer limits, which would be, uh, you know, that they, they go to school here, they work here, they do business here. So you have so much rural geography around us. And so that's really what it's all about. So you know, there may there may be a small population within the city limits, but you have a large amount that call, that outside of there they call Belmont home. So, you know, the the heart of it is it's just the fact that we have a good community and we have good people that are always willing to go the extra mile and, and do things and make sure that uh, we continue to keep a good community because, you know, a small town is, you know, made up of a few people that make things happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, that's what makes it continue to be a great place to, to live and, you know, to work and, you know, go to school. Come on now. Speaking Belmont. of a small town having, you know, a few people who really make things happen. How did you get into politics? What drove you into wanting to run or to be an alderman and to be one of those people? Well, let me tell you, too. I got to talk to Brandon a little bit before this. Mm. Brandon wears a couple of hats. Oh, wow. In the city. But yeah, Brandon, go, you can answer Kamel's question. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I look at myself, and some people may not see me this way, and that's fine. But I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a community, I'm not a politician. I'm a community volunteer, and I just want to see my community better. Uh, you know, not, nothing that I do, you know, I ever look at it for personal gain. It's all about keeping my community somewhere that we're proud to to call home and proud to be a part of. So, you know, that that's really how I got into it. My dad served for 16 years. Mm. And when he retired, when he retired from his what I call our day job, when he retired from his business, uh, he retired from everything so he could enjoy some time to travel and do things you know that he wanted to do. And when he did that, I ran uh, for my first term, and I think I'm, uh, I think I just started year number sixteen, if Come I'm not mistaken. Maybe, maybe year number twelve. I can't remember. They all run together, but uh, I started when I was about twenty. I believe, or 23. That's awesome, Brandon. And the people love you because you are of Belmont. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's awesome that you literally grew up out there and are putting, you know, mm-hmm. the whole city on your back and trying to help and trying to get people out there and, and to visit the city. Talk about, though, you did say in the beginning it started out as just a car show. When did the arts and crafts get folded in? Yeah, so that's one question I actually <laughs> asked my dad last night because I was doing some I was just curious about a few of those. We're not sure exactly what year it started. Yeah. Uh, Miss Miss Betty Dickinson actually started it. Her and her family owned uh, a hardware store in Belmont. Mm-hmm. She was passionate about that. So 
the arts and crust festival portion started at we held it at cc shook park and he just remembers it was years later just so that they had things to go together and so each year it's kind of gotten a little bit bigger and with food trucks coming along with you know kids activities that are mobile and different things you know it's it's evolved and developed and over the last i'd say 10 years that i've kind of been involved in it we've tried to figure out ways to bring in more things and of course they have those vendors have to be profitable or they don't want to come back so you have to be strategic about that as well but we've just tried to do a really good job of expanding our offerings expanding things without overcrowding the market with having you know too many like vendors so this year we're actually happily taking it from just cc shook park and just court square where the car show is and we're actually having stuff the entire uh multi you know city blocks that are shut down so we had to move the kids inflatables we had to move the kids games we had to move uh the axe throwing we had to move because we added so many things this year and we're just fortunate that uh you know we we know it's a great festival and you know I guess words got out and, you know, we continue to have more and more that want to be a part of it. I know I did. When I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. They're on their 47th. It's really something that the community enjoys. But when it comes down to it, it literally falls on the Saturday Mm. following Labor Day each and every single year. Correct, Brandon? Yes, ma'am. Saturday following Labor Day. Every year, honestly, until a few years ago, I didn't know that it always fell in. I just knew 30 <laughs> September, but then come to find out, somebody said, hey, that's when we're going to have it. Because really, with the, with the festival, if you start moving the dates around, you start losing vendors. Because a lot of these vendors mm-hmm. leave here this weekend, they go to another one the next weekend, they go to yeah. another one the next. So, like, if you move it, you're, you're, you know, you're jeopardizing the fact that you may lose some vendors that's been with you for, you know, 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. right. That's right. Talk about some of those those vendors, especially when it comes down to the food vendors, because uh, if anybody knows me, yeah, I'm a foodie. But yeah, talk about some of the vendors that, that, that are going to be at the festival this year. Yeah, so we go anything from a homemade ice cream uh, a food trailer that he comes mm. to just about every event we have. He, he's fairly local to smash burgers. Mm. Respect. Actually, hot dogs, the coffees. Uh, of course, everybody, you got to have snow cones and lemonade. Yep. you got cotton candy. Uh, you've got uh, just just a, a wide range of different types. You know, of course, the concession-style foods with, you know, nachos, barbecue mm-hmm. and barbecue nachos, mm-hmm. all those type of things. And it, it, once I get a barbecue vendor, I don't bring anybody else in on top of them. Once I get a lemonade vendor, I don't bring anybody else That's on top awesome. of them. That's awesome. Try to be respectful of that. And then that way, they, they have a good time here. They feel receptive. Yeah. And uh, you know, then that way they want to come back and be a part of it. That's awesome. Nothing beating some nachos. Man. Don't nothing beat. Don't nothing beat that song Brandon just sung of all the food. I know. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I heard music when he was naming right. the food. But I mean, there's going to be live entertainment too, as well. Talk a little bit about that. Games, door prizes, trophies. Yeah. So we we've got live entertainment starting at nine. So. Uh, all the bands or people singing are like North Mississippi native or Northeast Mississippi. You know, we've paid for a couple of headliners before and nothing against them, but honestly, everybody just likes local. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we've got Jason West, we've got Crystal River, we've got our very own Senator Daniel Sparks, who honestly, he brings more people to watch him than sometimes some of the headliners that we've paid in the past. Uh, Sure Destination, uh, BPM Band, and also Sweet Tooth, which actually did our 4th of July celebration as well, and they were a big hit. We try to keep it 
do a little bit of gospel, do a little bit of uh, you know bluegrass, do a little bit of country, do a little bit of blues and rock and classic rock. Keep it clean, keep it family friendly, uh, but give everybody kind of a different mm-hmm. uh, taste of different things they can do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, time, place, and where everybody could get more info. Yeah, so honestly, most of the things we do is through our City of Belmont Facebook page. Uh, you know, we do stuff through Instagram and Twitter, but Facebook's really where we get the biggest, uh, you know, feed as far as to everybody to get information out. Uh, so if you go through Belmont on Highway 25, you can't really miss it. I mean, it's, it's Court Square where the car show is. CC Shook Park is right off the highway as well. And, uh, you know, you if you come through Belmont, you're not going to miss it. So it's just pretty easy to find. Everything really kind of gets going around 9 o'clock. It really starts, you know, getting really busy in between, you know, 11 to a little after lunch. And then, you know, by 3 or 4 o'clock, most of the time everybody's had enough of the heat. They're ready to go watch some college football and <laughs> Avengers are ready to pack up. So that's uh, that's the timing for it. That, that'll work, though. Right. That's that's how a festival needs to go. I'm telling you. They need to, need to know you got to leave for football today. Right. <laughs> well, we, we tried to expand it years ago into the evening hours. And, you know, we've got youth football that plays on Saturdays. You've got, you know, fall baseball going on. You've got so many different things that – it's just hard to expand it on into the night hours. And, uh, you know, if we were a little bit bigger community, you might, you know, flow more people into it. Uh, but we just figure out those hours work and it, and it just makes sense. And most of the vendors will be happy because, Hey, I've had a good day. I've, I've made, I've made a little money. I've been profitable. And, uh, you know, I've, I've came what I and did what I accomplished. That's awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us and for the 47th annual Bear Creek Arts and Crafts Festival and Car Show. But we've come to the end of another great trip and we want to thank you for riding shotgun and today's guests, LaWanda Jones, Angela Crossley Faraz, and Brandon Parr for joining us. If you'd like to submit an event or find out more information about these and what's happening around your neck of the woods, visit mpbonline.org and click the community tab to view Mississippi events or email email events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Java Chapman and Kamel King, I'm Jermaine Flood, producer. And join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 